Broadcasting live through Luda the Beacon in the basement of Stalwart Fortress. This is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers everything about Wagdai, the interactive fantasy adventure that combines rich lore, role-playing mechanics, and a community of creators that bring the forsaken lands to life in an immersive game where there is only one true constant. We are all going to die. I'm your host, King Offling, along with Josiah and hopefully Wolf soon. This is episode 15. Buddy, how you doing? Doing well, doing well this uh, Tuesday night. Wolf is actually out for the week. Um, he has some work to take care of, so it'll just be us two today. Right on. Well, uh, there is there's quite a bit to cover. By the way, this is a live show. If you guys feel like pushing the button to come up and speak, uh, you are more than welcome to. we got a lot of things going on. Uh, and your voices are more than more than welcome. Um, to quickly recap what's been going on in the main adventure, uh, recently we ventured into back to Stalwart Fortress uh, and uh, sort of broke into Zell's chamber. For those who don't remember, Zell was the cartographer who was making all of the maps. So far, we've gotten six unique map pieces um, that have all gone on something called the world table, which has given us kind of a scale and scope for how big this place is and shown us where we've been. But after uh, venturing into the burrow with the lost pilgrim, uh, Zell died. <laughs> and uh, we have been quite curious where our maps are going to come from. Um, <clears throat> and this was the answer. Um, after the Artifacts Magister uh, series of, of puzzles was unraveled, um, there was a note that led us to go back to Stalwart Fortress and check out his room. Um, and in there uh, was a machine um, called the, the, the World Maker. Um, it, uh, it, it's sort of, as, as far as I could understand, it's like a, a machine that binds to a soul, and it had bound to Zell. Um, it is a it produces the maps based off of the um, either memories or or you know the the spirit of the individual, um, and so it was seeking a new operator, um, which is the is the term given to the person who's bound to the machine. Um, it basically they gave us a, a blank piece of paper and and said go forth and draw maps, um, and it was a really interesting uh, new sort of. Uh, interactive kind of experience to figure out, you know, what what were they looking for? Were they looking for a specific map or or just, you know, so something creative or something well done? Um, but the uh, ultimately uh, Ordius, um, the scroll keeper, uh, a, a character that uh, just Josiah controls, um, was uh, selected as the uh, the new operator, and we were given a full map. Uh, of the burrow, the depths, and the abyss, all in showing the coil of the serpent stretching down uh, beneath the church all the way into the void. So um, there was a ton of really cool uh, artistic renditions, maps, funny maps um, uh, that were submitted to here. Uh, and so first, I want to congratulate you for 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 taking the the W here. But um, it might not. <laughs> we don't know if it's a W or not because um, now there is a. Uh, a new location staking where you have been uh, asked to send Ordeus. Um, we don't know what's going to happen unless that's been, uh, I missed something today. Um, but how you, how are you feeling? And you got any thoughts on, on the process so far? Yeah, I, I was saying that when the first Zell's letters dropped and it was a big reveal, like surprise, he's actually not drawing these maps. It's a machine that's kind of faxing it out for him. Um, it wasn't clear what the role of operator would be practically like, yes, in world, it, it was someone who was attached to this, this chamber and this machine bonded to it. Right. But like, what does that mean for, for the person who, who is selected? Right. We, I didn't know the implications of it. So, um, you know, after it was selected, you know, they, they did the big reveal that now you can stake on the operator's chamber on the official map and um, actually received a DM from the two that had requested that the operator remain staked in there um, for the quote unquote bonding ritual. So, you know, it's funny, we still have no idea or expectation of what that actually entails. You know, the ideas thrown around like metadata change, 
he's going to be locked in there forever, just like the people in the inner chamber in uh, the Mount Turlo. So you essentially you don't know it anymore. I don't know that that made me feel a bit hesitant because um, uh, Ordeus is is a wag die I bought basically at, at the height of of the uh, the uh, the project floor. I paid one point seven. Yeah, I paid one point seven for him, and I feel like I fleshed out his character. You know, he he's like a Scottish crusader who rode with Luda around the Forsaken Lands. And, you know, I did videos with him. So the the idea that, like, he, he's going to be placed eternally, locked in this in this, in this this staking location, has kind of made me hesitant. I, I did reach out to the two. I was like, actually, does the Wagdai staked in the operator's chamber matter? Like, you know, could I grab one off the floor and put him in there? Or does it actually have to be that, that Ordeus Wagdai character? And they haven't responded to me. Um, so I don't know if that's me trying to weasel out of it or whatever, but you know, I mean, I like, yeah, there's obviously hesitation and we have had, there is precedence for some characters getting locked in, in, you know, places forever. I mean, but though, who's to say it's forever. Like we could go back to Mount Turlo and like, you know, those four are like radically transformed or something crazy happens there. Um, and those, tokens come back into play um just because it, it's hypothetically if, if if ordius gets locked into this for a while like that's not to say he's gone or whatever and the i i believe that the devs have never really been malicious like they there's been a lot of death but like it's it's never been you know ha gotcha although <laughs> Um, with this staking opportunity open, right, by virtue of the way that the contract works, it's open to everybody. You, they can't make it locked specifically just to the one token. So it's open to everybody to stake there right now. But do not do that because if you do, um, they've promised you're going you're gonna to die for sure. Um, so I, I don't know. I'd feel confident. Um, I think if, if it's part of the, the grand plan, um, maybe see it through. Yeah, I. What makes sense to me in alignment with the lore, right? And I, I had kind of mentioned this with the mantle of Malash when Bus received him. You know that Malash, the the spirit or the character of it, even is, is like equivalent to the 007 title. Like you have it, but then someone else is going to get it. it. It just gets passed on. So I I see that perfectly aligning with the character of the operator, right? That you're. At some point, the costs of using the machine are gonna gonna drain all your life force. You get burned because you're staked at the operator's chamber, and then you know someone else gets to come on board and adopt that role. So, so that's something I see that perfectly aligns with with the whole storyline of it. But again, we're not sure how the manifestation of the lore is gonna play out mechanically with the wag dies. So it's fun to speculate. Well, even even more interesting to me is the prospect of like how new map pieces are going to be delivered to yeah. the community. Like, I think we're in full expectation that we are going to continue to see new map pieces coming out. Um, but what role does this Wagdai have to play with it? Like, are they still just going to drop them on Twitter? Is it are, is he going to metadata update to be a map? Uh, there's a million different like possibilities here, but um, I don't know what the, uh, w will you have a choice in whether we get the map or not? Right. <laughs> right? He's, he's got, he's got five map generations, you know, maybe you've got to choose when to, when, when to burn one or not. Who knows? It's, yeah. And I was saying, you know, or, or Deus is kind of a front in that operator role because the, the people behind the curtains pulling the strings, at least directly from the community are Rolina Rama and Prince. Right. So I feel like, you know, they probably have more information in terms of what this is all going to play out to actually did manage to catch Prince in the uh, tavern the other day. And we were just speculating on some of the ideas um, that could be. But speaking of map, you, you mentioned we got the the borough, you know, officially it's the boroughs now. So I guess we're going gotcha. to uh, retcon. Um, but we got that map. What did you think of it? Dude, I, I really, really like that map. I think it's a it's a nice design. Um, it's uh, way more artistic than I think we've had previously. Like, there's there's you know, in terms of like a nice thing to look at and like representative of the serpent and everything, I think it's really cool. 
Um, the only thing that I'm craving now, along with that new map, is an update on the the main map to showcase um, the encampment and and the bulwark. Those are two locations that like I'm I'm plagued with because you know they're they're referenced heavily in the wiki, and I don't have a you know a place to point to on the map for them. And then uh, Wagdie.world needs an update, you know, to have those locations um, visible on the map as well for all the new functionalities that are there. So that's I, I think there there's room either on that new map or an update to the existing map that that would possibly just add those those two locations in there but the the core map itself is is really cool yeah i'm wondering when they had this this design up because i i when it came out i looked back to ouroboros's first appearance that was when the the first dungeon crawl came out and there was a lengthy description describing the the abyss and what that was like and it did mention different layers but now seeing this on, on, on paper, right, that is literally a coil that goes down three layers and ends with, you know, the top half skeleton of, of a crustacean or a worm or whatever. It, that, that's really cool to see that the whole time this was playing out, this was what the devs have had in mind. I'm curious because if you, if you do scrutinize the map, you, you can tell like the pixelization and, uh, you know, just the, the composition. It, it does feel a bit separate from the the main map and how it was done so i wonder when they actually drew this up and how long it was envisioned but it's really cool to see the details like the church itself isn't the same church of her we have on the main map there's a root growing through it obviously to reflect that point in the story um so really cool details there and the subterranean network is also visible you can see how you can get to um the putrid forest and i presume that one of these paths leads off into uh the the swamps so that's no, the the biggest question though is seeing this um, image puts into grander perspective like is this the worm itself that I'm looking at in this coil right is the worm yes. with dead carapace um, or is it something else and it just you know maybe this is a worm from a previous cycle or something like that but my like you know I, you know I'm a fan of the void and I really liked coming face to face with the nameless serpent and uh that's i felt we were right there at the bottom of that uh coil having those conversations and that's where uh hedrick ate you know and and garthley ate ate malosh and uh um i i feel like maybe this is the the nameless serpent itself on the map as paiu is oh that's interesting yeah but then i'm wondering like why why is it a skeleton and bones like you know the the first visage of the nameless serpent that appeared obviously was that in the in the uh, the church of her the big snake with the weird human looking face, um, and so I I wonder you know when their decision okay he's he's gonna be this this sack of bones that looks like something ripped out of it, in in their their pin tweet I still think the carapace of the nameless is their pin tweet if I check real quick, um, yep. Yeah, is that not the thing that we were talking to or was talking to us? I don't know. I don't know if the, yeah, the array of voices were something that were emanating from the walls of the coil throughout the journey down. And it's only when we got to the end. You remember the last, the last burrow spaces or void spaces, the one who was, who was um, speaking to us, calling us my child or, you know, my child, stuff like that. I feel like that voice was different than the multitude of coalescing voices we were hearing earlier on in the other void spaces. I might be wrong. I mean, we'll have to see. I, I have a, I have unfinished business in the void. Uh, I, I think King Offling will be making a journey uh, back to the church at some point in time in his story. I've got something cooking right now, but uh, that, that may, may come may come within due time. Okay. Okay. He he's gonna he's gonna jump in there, isn't he? We'll we'll see what happens. Who knows? <laughs> let's 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 kick it back up. There's another new location, actually, not on the map, but um, the Arcane Council storyline has evolved quite a bit since our last episode. Um, uh, and I've been trying to follow it along. There's a lot of different little moving parts in it, but um, the uh, we collectively we forgot to mention this last week, but we 
Um, uh, Josiah, I think you pointed out that there were stars in that like uh, skyscape, the spacecape image that were like clearly not, you know, different. They were different. They were standing out. Um, you highlighted them. And then I think Wolf figured out that like they connected up um, with all of the different locations that we've already seen and visited on the map. And so once that was done, the stars were aligned with the locations. It was, you know, uh, sent to the to the arcane council and it was revealed that um there's uh yes that was correct and it and it um brought forth the tower of the arch magus um we were then pursuing the the three of the arcane council um you know we've got some lore drops on them we had a choice you know uh Asiniox seems to be their leader um, or at least the one who speaks for them, as we've been told several times, he uh, definitely wanted to keep us out of the tower while they were doing things in there, which led to a, a ton of my uh, apprehension and mistrust from last week. Um, and so we were given a choice. We could either uh, break in um, or respect his wishes you, almost unanimously, literally only one vote for, for respecting. Um, we chose to break into the place, but uh, then we were presented with a um, a, a book by a Cliffside. Um, there was a, a note and, and a book on the Cliffside, and we chose to go and get it. Uh, we got a nice little lore drop about um, uh, a, a Siniac, uh hiding things from from Woolmer, uh, and and Zell uh, had been uh, tricked um, into like. There's a lot of like backhanded uh, deception going on amongst this group they're all very powerful individuals you know trying to vie for i guess uh, intellectual supremacy or power over something um and uh it uh, we got a book um that was eventually opened by uh, an artificer crystal that errant send um which then we got a new voice drop we haven't had a voice drop in a long time and it's cool uh to have it come through one of the alt channels um, but it was the the Archmagus um, detailing information about the Seers, who, um, despite w what I had believed last episode, um, seemed to have been a Concord, um, which is very interesting. Uh, and he shared a, a vision of uh, that uh, he had a vision of the world beyond the two. He spent a lot of time using his magic and technology to create um, arcane creations, including experiments and mutations, kind of like the treaty had done with the amalgams. Um, and then uh, we found in, in Zell's room uh, a map to the tower, uh, lots of different little entryways. We were given a choice on which way we wanted to go in. Um, we recently voted to go in through the gears, which is this big portion in the south in the lower half of it. Um, and then when we got in there, there's this like really dope audio drop that's got this killer like mechanical geary clicky song that I really liked. Um, and then more information about the the archmage, um, and and his uh, you know uh, use of the artificer crystals and and you know his his influence and power in this space, um, but but reinforcing the notion that um, uh, the seers were a a concord. Did I miss anything? So there's a lot in there. So please, if there's anything important that I that I skimmed over, please correct me, Josiah. That's the gist of it. I I just wanted to put in a quick soundbite. Um, for one of the videos. Testing, testing. Is this thing working? Well, let's give it a whirl. It is I, the Archmagus, writing. I mean, speaking. A bit strange, self-documenting. But so, just like you were saying, like, yeah, it's nice to receive, uh, you know, an audio drop. We haven't had one of those from the main account in a while. But the production value of the overall narrative of the Arcane Council account just it it blows the roof off of this. Like the you know the voice acting, the visual effects, the production of it all. There's a reason I feel like that account has over 200 followers. You know, as as like a wag die spinoff thing. Um, it's really good and it's really fun to watch. And like you said. Um, I think it might be hard to follow, especially if you weren't there from the beginning. I feel like that might be daunting to some people. If, if I were to, um, um, what's the word? What, what is, what is I, I'm thinking of field notes, but it's not what spark notes, right? If I were to spark notes it, 
these are the things I think people need to know, right? That one, there is a concord of seers. I think that's a big one because I would, I would bet that this is the 30th talk. Um, there's a concord of seers. They've existed before a cataclysmic event took place in the forsaken lands. You know this from the journal they put out. You know this from the Archmages' um, disclosure that he built the tower to sink into the ground should it should a big event rock the Forsaken Lands. Okay, so those are two things. Um, the third biggest thing I would say you take away from this is that right now there's there's a stone that the Archmages has has created that can harness the power of an individual, um, and that might or not that may or may not be relevant to what this whole thing leads to. Um, maybe that that is the 30th talk for the Concord of Sears. Um, but I, I feel like those are all the bigger overarching wag die lore pieces that are to take away from this. Right. Yeah. Like it's also one of those things where, you know, it started with a lot of like conversational lore dropping in the chats and in gather, which, uh, you know, it, I don't think a huge ton was like dropped in there, but it, it did is you know very few people were able to uh to catch those bits I almost i wish uh lyris willis was around uh to uh to to do some some, some live reporting for us but um i if we're headed headed towards 30th talk i am excited uh we have long been awaiting searing and um actually that kind of ties into our, our next thing um the keepers of wag guy have been continuing to drop new searing traits um or, or at least, i mean we all but confirmed to be searing traits. Um, we were given a, a swamp shroud, which is a new uh, hooded cloak kind of thing. Um, it looks very cool. Uh, the void drinker, which is a very dramatic, like almost entire PFP takeover. Um, yeah. uh, you know, glowing, glowing Thanos under armor and stuff like that. Um, her ember, similarly uh, a dramatic transformation because uh, it's like a, a you know a, a burnt flesh with like kind of glowing lava e uh, embers underneath uh -huh. the skin. Um, the stalwart encyclopedia, which is a very fancy looking book, uh, and then the hag's cage, which is a, a a bird cage on your head. Yeah, let me just. Uh, I'm trying to pin all these. The um... Stalwart Encyclopedia. So the best guess would be that would be the the first manifestation of uh, field notes searing. I feel like that makes sense. But it's also interesting to think of what trait that falls under, right? Because it's not clothing. It's not mask. It's not armor. So it almost seems like to be in a, in a category of its own. Um, oh, that like is a good point. Say it again. Yeah, but, yeah, I said, yeah, that is a good point. I mean, like... it. I, layer wise like if we're looking specifically just at the existing layers like that would have to classify as a mask because it's the only thing that's on top of everything but yeah, yeah maybe we are getting a a new um a new category uh for the for the layering i had not actually realized that that's a, that's kind of clever and then the other thing is like we saw that hammer um you know that's got that's actually definitely a book or has or, or bound pages. Um, and then now we have this encyclopedia. Well, are they both related to field notes? Are we misinterpreting it? One is obviously a possibility, but um, you know, the assumption that they are both related to field notes raises a whole ton of questions about how searing generates traits on the character. Um, if there are more than one options, is it a, a, a multitude of tokens to sear to get the trait? Is it a, a you know a random rarity thing? Is it a, a choice of options? Is are we just you know ascribing two different traits that belong to two different tokens? You know, mm -hmm. um, at, at this point we don't really know, but I'm open to theories. Yeah, I, I feel like all this would point to the conjecture that there are tiered outcomes if you want to call it that, you know, that, that maybe, um, right. You, you might want a, a book hammer instead of just an encyclopedia. Um, but I think that's, that's indicative of the void drinker as well. Like, are there mechanics in place 
that, you know, whether a combination of Sears or maybe multiple Sears of the same one, like five nameless scales gets you like the one, uh, one out of one void drinker. Um, that would be fun to think about. There was, there was a fun, um, you know, her ember is a body trait, right? And of course, it, the way they depicted it, he's completely naked. And so Mischievio, he was here earlier, had this fun idea. You get a decrepit, you sear it with a her ember, and now you have a complete naked. Her silence, what's happening? Hola, amigos. What's good? You got any big searing theories? Man, I don't know. Um, I like the, the idea of the, the tiered searing. Um, <laughs> who knows, man? Maybe it's randomized and there's a percentage chance of, say, picking up one trade over another. That would be kind of interesting. Frustrating. It would be pretty cool. Have you seen any traits that you, like, for sure want? You know, I like the book. I did like the book. And... I've been wanting to burn these damn field notes for the longest time, but I may actually keep them now. But I did like the book. I mean, I don't know. Personally, like, I thought the book trait, like, I think that's an interesting trait to me. Um, it adds something to any character when they're actually reading a book, you know? Um, obviously, I wouldn't add it to my Nike, but it would... Yeah, Kama Sutra. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, don't really need it, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like the book. I like to read also, and it just it was a compelling trait for me. I, I really, I really did like it, believe it or not. Um, and it would it would actually add to a lot of the characters that look like smart little book nerds and shit. Yeah, their stuff. I shouldn't cuss. Um, it adds kind of to that, that kind of aura, I guess. You know, um, the kind of aesthetic. What if there's a trumpet? I hope not. I just need that to be like my one of one. I think if you sear 10 encampment medallions at once onto a wag die, they get the trumpet metadata change. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't think so. That might make them give you seared 10 medallions. I don't know. You're thinking about it. I can tell you're thinking about it. I think, you know, I I think that would just make you left handed or something. I don't know. (laughs) What? Um, The. the books, I feel like the encyclopedia would prefer, preserve the sanctity of the Nakis. I think all, all of them should be educated. You know, they're walking around in the nude, no. but at least they're knowledgeable. No. So if they each have a book in hand, too, I feel like that really increases the aesthetic while preserving the integrity of what it means to be naked. I think Nakis probably have the most integrity of the entire collection as it stands uh-huh. without a book. Without a book. They don't need a book. Okay, agree to disagree. I mean, uh, are you sorry? Go on. I just Nikes. I mean, I think we're pacifists, and um, there's a lot of respect for us. And um, you know, they, I, I don't. I, I don't think they're pacifists. I think they cross swords a lot, actually. True, in a different man. Yes, yes, for sure. But um, you know, I would just say, if I was the treaty. I know that I know the guy's not hiding a rock somewhere. Oh, well, you know what? He might be. He might be. Just because he doesn't have any clothes on, might might be slipped in the cheeks, you know. And this is the new Wagdai lore. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Nike's at Cyber's Mound. Everybody, if you got a if you got a naked Wagdai, uh, there's a there's a party happening at Cyber's Mound, um, and you're invited. Uh, let's see other big things that have happened in the community this week. Uh, Josiah, we'll, we'll, we'll go through the, the Wagdite Artist Guild um, has posted a new uh, sneak preview or snake preview um, of uh, of some cool art. Can you tell us? Can we get the Alpha Sir? This is now Alpha time. Y- yeah, you. Um, I'm trying to find um, Wagd.ag just to pin the post. Um, yeah, there's only one artist on the panel right now who does pixel art, and you could probably tell the hit, the image, although hidden, is indicative of pixel art. Um, so that would be one of Roland's pieces he's working on. Um, pretty exciting. You know, he, he he put out three pieces in the first drop. One was a bone raptor on fire. That was called the Treaty's uh, Raptor. Uh, he put out a Grimlock transforming into Molosh in and out. Um, and then his last one was an ether orc. So I, he, I, 
his imagination is all over the place. It's wild. So with what he's doing with some of his, uh, his new ones is, is really off the book. Um, I think it'll excite people. But um, in terms of the second drop, we are looking for a mid-December release date. Um, we feel like things, we, we might approach it differently than the first drop, you know, just kind of seeing how things went, engaging the, uh, the demand and the market. Also knowing that the holidays are coming up, right? And, um, you know, the taking into assessment the general state of things. But um, yeah, that's when you can expect it, and we'll be leaking out more uh, more previews as time goes on. That's right. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the cool things about the, the Artist Guild is it's not like you know a, a traditional project where you know there has to be very rigid ways of doing things. You guys are free to be fluid with um, you know when you release stuff, what, how many drop, all that stuff. So uh, good to see experimentation and adaptation from the lessons learned off of the first drop. Looking forward to more art. Um, other big news. Uh, Hedrick is uh, now Malash. Um, he's He's been uh, not just physically transformed into the hybrid beast slash demon slash outcast. Uh, he has now adopted the personality uh, and demeanor of Malash. So um that sounds interesting uh his 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 larper bus has been saying that um some big things are coming in terms of storyline for malash and um other uh uh, uh characters that are are uh, going to be aligned with him um there was also a, a big update in dorian's adventure um which josiah you you're in this one uh do you want to cover it Dorian's latest adventure. Oh, you're talking about that third point there, right? I think, yeah, that was originally put by Wolf. Um, It it was just a sentiment that, yeah, King Arthur's character, Dorian, me, and Merlin, I think we were all LARPing in conjunction while the whole Void Burrow adventure was taking place. Um, And I think he he just wanted to share that sentiment that, you know, there there are ways to participate with your ancillary character, right? Even if you don't want to send a wag die into the burrow or burn any, you can still tell really effective stories um, that continue to shape and expand the world. So I think that's where he was going on with that. Uh, With Dorian's adventure, he left the burrow and he's making his way back to the stalwart and he encountered two hooded crows. And he put a vote out, and the overwhelming majority of you guys told this old, tired man to fight these two crows instead of leaving or escaping or whatever. Um, so he has that to deal with. I don't know what the outcome's going to be. I don't know if he's going to burn Dorian, because I, um, I mean, it's two crows. I know the Dark Blade Guild take themselves very seriously, so... I mean, it's the flag die. You leave the a choice up to the community. They're going to choose violence every single time. So uh, I, I don't know what, what was to be expected otherwise, but um, there you have it. Um, Arendt has been posting uh, some new LARP content, uh, which is like a uh, reverse Isekai. Uh, I, I'm getting uh, sensations from him. He's like transported back to his like room and like you know uh having memories of the forsaken lands and 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 cleaning his room and finding notes and then alchemical instructions and then suddenly these horns uh, are growing out of his head um uh it's a it's a cool like he's been using a lot of these like glitchy effects and uh and and text box uh style drops rather than uh voiceovers which is a nice um a variation you know there's a lot of different ways you can present the dialogue in your in your content and um it's uh it's really well done uh meanwhile firekeeper asala dropped a, a really cool like 3d shrine to mother agora and this thing is like a huge statue we get a nice panning video it's on fire uh and uh traditional uh mother agoran flame and serpent killing energy coming off of that thing um uh, Kryptochenko uh, updated the Swindler Saga. Um, this, for those of you who haven't been paying attention to it, um, uh, basically the Darkblade Guild helped out a community member um, who, <laughs> who basically uh, they they helped him get a uh, a, a wag die, and then he immediately floored it for the profit. 
Um, so they they bought it up and they've been using it as this uh, LARP token. Um, the storyline so far has been that this dude was like chilling in the bar and then he gets like attacked by a crow. Uh, and Chenko comes and like picks him up, and now he's in uh, Crow's Den in prison. And it's like a really like music video e kind of drop, I want to say, very artistic styled. Um, not not heavy on the lore, but like heavy heavy on the mood, um, which is really cool. It's a nice little piece if you're if you're not familiar with it. I'd, uh, I'd go take a look. Um, uh, there's a lot of community content this week. So sorry if I'm just like blasting them off one by one, if you want to stop and talk about any of them, um, by all means, uh, hit the brakes on me. Um, but Uria's madness, um, Wolf created an extensive, like really good, uh, mirror.xyz article. Um, after all the conversations, you know, a couple weeks ago about like, Oh, what if Twitter goes away? And like, how are we going to preserve, you know, the community storylines and everything like that. And the advocation for backing your stuff up. Um, you know, the man lives his principles, uh, dropping this mirror.xyz article. It's like on chain. Now proof of lore, uh, is legit. And you can, you can enjoy, um, a very thorough breakdown of that storyline all in a condensed format. And, if you want, you can mint it, which is something that you can't do with Twitter drops. Um, so that's that's super cool. And Silence, you're here actually. Also, um, you've been you've been dropping a lot. Uh, you've been using Medium to drop uh, the the story of Itis Deos, and uh, you know the, the 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 narrative there. Do you want to like talk about it yourself? Mm, yeah, I guess so. Um... I, uh, I use Medium just to kind of consolidate to consolidate the text um, a bit because I suck at threading. But um, yeah, it was fun. I just wanted to, I also wanted to be able to direct everything back to Medium because it's easier to keep up with than uh, linking to Twitter threads. And I, uh, yeah, I, I asked um, Moser D's, whatever, right? I was like, yeah, let me get in pet. And she was like, or a pigeon. We already had this discussion. She's like, get one out the tree, you stupid son of a right? So I, would, I thought I'd come up with this character. I've got this cool-looking character, and I'm like, all right. I you know, I don't really care to win the pet, but I'm just going to go full-blown um, like animal rights activist in a kind of interesting LARP way. And just thought I'd, I just wanted to do something different. Like, I didn't want to do what they told me to do in the storyline. I just wanted to try and like bounce something off of that and, and get my brain kind of, you know, um, kind of work the alcohol out and kind of work the creative juices a little bit and, uh, you know, try my hand at putting together some, some kind of small, uh, short story about this character to give it a little bit of life. And, um, it was a lot of fun. I, um, I was really happy to get some interaction back. I really liked the interaction that I got back from, whatever her name is, um, Moser D's. And, uh, it, it was fun. Like I, yeah, I didn't win anything. I don't even think I got the, whatever, the, if you didn't get the pet, I think they were giving a token away or something. I didn't, I don't even think I got that, which is fine. Like I didn't expect to, cause I didn't actually do the assignment. You know what I mean? But it was fun just to bounce this bounce around the story and actually get a, a, a well-written thought out response and I thought that was neat um I think we should do more of that I know Isk is talking about doing um a LARP off for his characters which I think is absolutely amazing um Brennan was talking about that the other day uh Brennan and um Julian some plans they have um they really want to make the most out of the uh out of that and uh you know applause to Isk for donating all those characters that was really cool and um you know, will help to motivate people to kind of stay, step out of their comfort zone and, and LARP a little bit, which is, uh, I guess, circling back. That's that's what I did. So, yeah. Well, well, it's interesting her silence because we know that Masri D, the the people she selected who who got the right water, right? That she also gave them a choice, essentially to decline the cockatrice. And uh, I feel like this is public information because Merlin kind of implied it last week, but. Masri would DM them and clarify, okay, is this the choice you want to make? Shooting straight, not in character. Um, 
and and so um i think there was more opportunity for you there if those individuals would have declined the cockatrice i think um specifically but uh the cool thing about Masridi is is that she's very intentional about the responses and she did put something out for you in the library and the story and narrative that you had kind of begun. So if that's worth your time, you can always go back and dig it up and hit her up. Um, but there's that opportunity for you, I think is what I want to say. Well, no, huh? There's something in the library. I'll look it up. I don't know if I even, um, like the day that it all happened, I was so busy that I, I had, I hadn't, I hadn't actually finished my last deal and I had to rush through and, and like finish it up while I was at work. And um, I was pretty busy. So I didn't see if she uh, responded to me in the library, but um, I got the impression she like kept, kept winking at me. You know, I don't know what that was about. That's what you're referring Yeah. I will say that's one of the things that just, I, we, we, we've been talking a bit about uh, behind the scenes is the, like the window duration of a lot of like these opportunities. Um, uh, I, I, if, if people in, you know, want to speak up in the discord or, or, or uh, right here, right now, um, you know, like how are people feeling about the amount of time that you're given to satisfy, uh, you know, a quest or, or something like the map drawing, um, or, or Muzzard uh, you know, LARP for the, um, the pools of Langor. Um, usually they've been like two to three days. Like, do we feel like that's enough time? Should we have more time, less time? Like, uh, I, I just want to get a gauge of other people's feelings on this. Not that we have any authority or control over <laughs> over any of it, but Prince, good to see you. Hello. Hello. Right. Well, uh, either of you two got any idea on, uh, on, on, on the durations thing? I thought I was here for Conclave talk. I'm just waiting my turn. All right. Well, then let's just jump in a Conclave talk. Forget that uh isks giveaway proposal do you want to give us a rundown on that and and any other things that happened in the conclave meeting yesterday yeah <clears throat> so uh her silence essentially stole my thunder um the proposal that is put up is as it stands unchanged uh we're discussing um we were discussing how best to implement additional aspects of that proposal and we also were discussing um one other item that has to do with onboarding um users into wagdai something that uh, we'd like to see around perhaps a onboarding quest that would be dm'd by community members uh something that is still being workshopped um, but last week there wasn't a lot of movement on either of those two items. I think everybody was really busy. Uh, Wolf was also out. And so we deferred both of those items and, uh, people are going to deliberate this week and then we will return next Monday with more updates. So that is all we've got. Right on. Um, in terms of other conclave related business, uh, Wagdai recap theater, uh, finally dropped a new episode. Um, we are changing up voice actors. There are going to be multiple new voice actors uh, in the pipeline uh, to keep a better steady stream of things uh, moving forward. Um, so there's no, uh, no hiccups, but uh, episode uh, eight is now available live on all of the podcast platforms. Y'all can go enjoy that. And we've got more um, coming down real soon. This one's the, uh, the legend of the bald burner, uh, which is a fun, a fun one. Um, Let's see. Other than that, um, community highlights. Of, uh, there's a couple things this week. Uh, CSAP has been rocking these amazing AI rendition. I mean, everybody's been kind of going AI gen crazy lately, but um, his have been really, really good. I don't know what he's using, but uh, his renditions of a lot of popular white guy characters have been like through the roof. So I just want to give some kudos there. Um, and then uh, Merlin's uh, memoirs. Uh, the... Uh, Eighth Protector uh, and the Obsidian Blade Burn Raffle. For those who missed it last week when he was up here with us, uh, Merlin has minted the animation of his character um, getting the first Molten Talisman uh, and that whole it's a, it's a really epic animation um, but that's available as a mint um, for the next four days 
And coinciding with that, there's also a burn redemption um, for a raffle that somebody is going to win one of his uh, uh, the, one of the two obsidian blades uh, that exist. Um, with searing coming up, I think that's a a pretty tempting uh, offer. Um, did I did I, I I meant it immediately, but it, it's uh, I don't know if I'm I, I'm going to burn it. I might grab a second one just to burn for the raffle, so I can get that token. He uh, he airdropped five of them to the five individuals who burned the uh, the molten talisman, which was a big part of his early ruin shrine story. Um, oh so really? That's cool. Yeah, he did. Um, I'm keeping mine. Her silence is is someone else who got one. The twins got one, and Roland got one. Um, her silence. You own what now? Three? Um, yeah, I had four, but I gave I gave one to somebody. Uh huh. Um, you burning made, two of them? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't really thought about it. Um, I mean, usually I just mint these things, and uh, somebody asked me for one, so I gave somebody one because they didn't. They couldn't mint it, and I didn't want them to mint it. I think it was Pandera. Um, and then um, I thought about burning one, but I, I kind of just like them. And uh, I'll probably do what, what I do with everything I'm in, like send one to the Conclave wallet. I don't know. It's pretty baller. Um, it's a great little piece, and I and I continue again. One third of all re, uh, mint revenues is is going to the uh, the conclave. So I also love to uh, see that continued support for the community treasury. Um, and you know, like it's cool to see one of the most prestigious larpers, if not the most prestigious larper in the space. Uh, you know, I. Uh, doing something that you know there's, there's some return to them uh you know that you put a, the larps are a lot of work um and so it's it's nice to see some opportunity there and the community supporting it so i want to um just throw a kudos to everybody on that front um and, and for future larp stuff um uh king arthur in the larp channel uh recently posted a, a, a an, an out call looking for artists Josiah, did you have any more information on that? Um, yep, that's what he said. He he's trying. We we uh, mentioned his story earlier in the episode today. Um, but the, I think the domain trying, adventure. Yeah, yeah. I think he's trying to expand um, the illustrations of his uh, his his story thread. So he actually asked the community um, if if you're interested, reach out to him. Right, and um, you'd also been starting some some what you call LARP listings or uh, like looking, looking for group kind of, but uh, the wag die style where it's all um, to make more of a LARP content. Yep. Uh, Craig's LARP. I posted in the, uh, in the, the LARP channel, um, trying to get more people involved in storytelling. And um, I, the, the um, what's that word? The reception was, was really good. Um, so really glad to integrate some people's voices into the next story. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Right on. Um, well, I mean, that's about it for things on the docket this week. Uh, pretty heavy on the community content. There's a lot of things you can dive into and enjoy there. Uh, we're still waiting to, to for the reveal of Searing as the arcane council story unfolds any predictions on what's to come either through the rest of the week or before next show this has to do with the ancients and the artificers that's all i know yep i would agree with you there yep that's what they're about um magic stones what you're gonna find in the tower we got in through the cellar we're just getting a lot more lore drops about who they are yeah, yeah, I'm betting on the manifestation of the the final concord and talk. I don't know how we're going to get there, but I think that's my only prediction. Are we going to get a chance to kill them? I I think your vessels are dead. <laughs> um, ten ten and Sever and and the third guy, Lard think... Lard the cleric. Excuse me. Yeah, that that's uh, was that Golden Eels? Uh, I think it was Mischievio. Yeah, Mischievios. Um. Yeah, I don't think you're getting them back. So sure, they're tethered to the Arcane Council. All right, then I, I I just want them dead. I just don't I just don't like space wizards. 
All right. Anyway, let's get out of here. We got lives to live. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, is there more? Silence, you got something? Did um, Prince introduce it? What? I don't know what you're saying. Uh, let's, uh, you got, you, you got something or not? Sorry, man. I got rugged. Uh, somebody tried to call me. Did Prince introduce his new alt, the, the test one? <laughs> artificial God replica? Yes, artificial yeah, God replica. Tell us more about his story. He's a function of the, the AI, the open AI chat bot. We're just, oh. we put him in, we put him in public square and he just says things based on what we say. Okay. But no one said test before he started saying test. It's deep machine learning, man. It's really complicated. I'd have to take time to explain it, and then we don't have any more time. It, so it's, it, yeah, where did it pull uh, Luda the dickhead from? <laughs> I think that came from a lot of the responses that Brennan puts in the public square. That was a lot of machine learning done on his stuff, and Luda the dickhead just popped out. I'll be impressed when it starts speaking in fun font. That's when you know he's, 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 he's really leveled up. That happened today. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. I missed that. Oh, that's crazy. Yep. Best LARP of all time. You told me, Prince, that Artificial God Replica was LARPing a seventeen member better than anyone else has with a real seventeen. And I stand by that. Right on. Well, uh, let's let's get out of here. Uh, I've had enough of you people. Uh, there's wag dice things to do, things to build, things to enjoy. Ladies and gents, thank you all for listening. Uh, stay tuned. More wag dice adventures happening soon uh, and keep remember where we're all gonna die goodbye traveler may your journey bode you well <laughs>